This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, hello once again and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast, the only show on the internet, on the radio, 100 million percent dedicated to Mansfield Town FC, probably. Uh, today we've had a bit of a change of location, if you, as you can see, if you're watching the video version on YouTube or on Facebook, we're actually at Berry Hill Park, which is just around the corner from my house, and because it's absolutely hammering it down with rain, I think that's probably a good thing. We've sat under a nice umbrella and we're back to the full quota of four, the fantastic four. We've got Cam Felton. Hello. We've got Mark Plum. All right. And we've got got European blind football bronze medalist, Mr. Nathan Edge. A round of applause for Nathan Hello. ladies and gentlemen. Well <laughs> before we get started, obviously, let's, before we talk stag, let's talk yours. You've got the medal around your neck. What was it like out there? Obviously, you were representing Mansfield Town because you had the bright yellow trainers on there, which, which nobody could miss. And, nope. You know, what was the experience like? Because I imagine, you know, I can only dream of pulling on a stag shirt, let alone an England shirt to play, to play a competitive yeah. game, so... I think that's it I think it was uh, <laughs> I was very nervous being out there I, I got the last minute call up a couple of weeks before and I really didn't expect to be to be uh, to playing for England uh, especially at a major tournament like that uh, so obviously a lot of nerves there but when I stepped on that pitch to make my uh, my debut against Romania uh, it was just that, that pride as well to put on that shirt it just felt so good to be out there and uh, you know, I've now come back with five caps and a medal, and it's more than more than what I expected to be fair. So um, I, I just I think it's still not really sank in. I've only been back for a couple of days, and uh, I've tried to reflect over the tournament. Uh, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know how many people watched it at home, but we got all the way to the semi-finals, and we got knocked out so cruelly with an own goal with 12 seconds left on the clock, and that was very very difficult to take, especially for the boys who you know been as a unit for a long time, and uh, that really hurt us. That did, but. To, to bounce back and get a 2-0 win against France in the third playoff uh, per final was um, you know, it just at least we left on a high and that's all I can think and come back with a bronze and I, I'm very happy with that and in some ways it was almost typical England wasn't it beating on penalties yeah I, I feel like <laughs> as soon as it went to penalties we I think we knew what was going to happen because we're not you know like any England team whether it's men's women's uh, CP or you know obviously like us blind Spain was always going to be the favourites then, weren't they? <laughs> uh, like I said, that was, that was a disappointing factor. We we got knocked out on penalties uh, a couple of years early in 2015 when we when we had the Euros in our home nation, and that hurt then. And I'd probably say this hurt just as much 
down to the circumstance with the late goal and giving up a 2-0, 2-0 lead I think that was the hardest thing to take yeah certainly so and, and just finally on the, on the England thing of course it did go to penalties but you didn't get round to take one was your name on the list? no um, we we, we had our four penalty takers because you, you can only name so many so uh, and that was going to be the boys who have uh, you know been in, been in the squad for a long time so uh, and to be fair when it was such a so much line on the penalties I don't think I was too uh, too brave enough to, to step up for that one but um, you know uh, we, like I say we, we was unlucky but um, at least at least we went into that France game and, and did the job that we needed to do even though I think by then we all just wanted to get home and see our family but we did the job and uh, I'm happy with the bronze and we can't not touch upon it of course you did nearly score would, oh. was, was, would there have been a Mansfield Town theme celebration one of your teammates uh, did the famous forward roll into uh, a player as well into, into a player as well which was <laughs> I think that typified my he got told off for that afterwards because uh, that could have been a red card offence I could have really it could have yeah well you're not in control of your body are you no, so if you, if you injure another uh, opposition player just by celebrating it could have been a red card so no. uh, it doesn't matter if you're blind or not <laughs> you know you still yeah. Got the same rules in that in that uh, aspect, but would there, would there have been a stag celebration? It, I, I couldn't really think of a stag celebration. Uh, to be honest, I never You've got really a tattoo thought. on your arm. Yeah, that could have been. I could have pulled that you out. Ripped the shirt I? off. And <laughs> you know, actually, no. Uh, to be honest, I never, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I never expected to really be a goal-scoring opportunity. I thought I was going to be a backman most of the time, but uh, now the Italy game, uh, the manager told me I'm going up front, and uh, we knew uh, with circumstances the Italian fence was a bit disjointed at that point, and I knew I was going to get a couple of chances there. And I did, and uh, unfortunately, it was a good save by the keeper. Uh, and to be honest, uh, my celebration—it was going to be a, a Robin Hood shooting the barrow. So I thought uh, shoot, shooting a bow and arrow. I thought that's probably at least uh, yeah, something at least relative, sure, you know, yeah, not yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. that's the best thing I could really think of. But um, like I said, I was, I'm good that I didn't put one away. I think I'd have topped it off for me if I managed to stick one uh, past Italy, especially when two minutes later I was through on goal and the referee blew full, full time. That was because yeah. uh, I wasn't going to miss again. Trust me, I was—I uh, was going to hit that as hard as I could. And if I hit the keeper, hopefully the keeper would have gone in the net with the ball. But um, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm over. Overall, I'm happy with my own performance. I came on. I played more than what I expected. Uh, Romania game. I had a good 30 minutes, which is three quarters of the game. Uh, played a lot against France, and obviously I played in the big game against Germany when we knocked them out uh, of the European Championships in there on the, you know, on the home ground. Uh, and for anyone that watched, it wasn't just them who got knocked out. It was nearly at a player when you went up in for a two-foot challenge. So it's nice to see you keep. You've got to do it, haven't you? Yeah, you know, really challenged yeah. your inner Jane Maguire there, didn't you? <laughs> Derby Day, and I learned, yeah, certainly learned that from uh, from uh, old Maguire. Yeah, uh, but no, fantastic experience, and uh, we've got the World Cup in nine months, so that's what we need to need to focus on now. And, and we'll uh, get you a Mansfield Matters T-shirt printed from underneath. Listen to the Mansfield Matters podcast. So when well, you score, you rip off the top, and it's there it is. It's in June, so it's out of the season. So I'm hoping that the Mansfield Matters uh, crew, you know, you come out and uh, support us, and maybe, maybe do, we a, should do a blind maybe, football yeah. podcast. Blind football podcast. Yeah. I think there's a, a gap in the market for that. So let's uh, get on. Let's, let's get have on you the out plane. there. Let's, let's get on the plane. It's in Madrid, so, uh, nine well, months time. So. Okay, so yeah. Plenty of time to sort the passports yeah. out, boys. Absolutely. It's your idea, so obviously you're funding it. Yeah, I thought it might be. <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you could sell this. I mean, I'm sure you get 20, 30 quid for it, but no, really. A, a lot more than that, mate. I'll have a word with the England manager. See if he can sort that. I'm not too sure about that, but well, I think I can speak for all of us when we say obviously we're really proud of you, mate, and it's a really good thing to see you do. So here's the next one. Cheers, boys. Let's move on then. It's good to have you back, and obviously you were back last night from playing on the pitch to, to blind football. And I imagine you, you wished you were still out there after last night because yet again Mansfield couldn't cope with with three up front. We'll touch on the Luton game later, but boys, uh, 
a 3-1 defeat to Lincoln City in the Checker Trade Trophy. For me, the competition, that doesn't matter so much. I think it's the manner in which we lost the game. Definitely. And fair enough, we took the lead early and we probably should have upped the ante a little bit more just to get that second goal to make it a bit secure. But it's, it's letting another lead slip down the left-hand side. Just a couple of few passes undone us and... Of all the people to score last night, Oli Palmer, Matt Green. <laughs> to be honest, we knew Green as soon as he got that ball on halfway line, it wasn't going to miss. Just on that point as well, though, I don't think like the third goal for me, I'm not bothered about. I mean, we was going to try and save something from the game. Yeah. So you throw the keeper up, and that's the gamble you take. Yeah. So I don't have any problem with that at yeah, all. Yeah. The other two, though, there's question marks there, yeah. isn't there? Defending again, slows down onto. I mean. Again, making 10 changes, obviously, you know, the players are obviously they're still a new team, so they're still finding the feet, so to speak. But even so, the man who, like, say that we lost, you, you expect more, don't you? I mean, okay, I know it's a competition that we just never prioritised, but again, it's just the man who, like, say that we lost in it. I mean, especially in the second half, I think we just lost all interest in that. That was the most disappointing thing in the end. Uh, you obviously mentioned the, the 10 changes there, but the thing is, it's not like there were reserve team players, with the exception of Jack Thomas, and I mean, don't, no disrespect to that, but I think, you know, it's, it's clear you can see the golfing quality there. Mm. But my point is, they weren't reserve team players at all. They were all first team players, hence why they could play. And it's just like, there was just, there was just nothing, nothing there. We played so well at the start, yeah. didn't we? We played so, I mean, Alfie Potter was just magic. Yeah, on yeah. fire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Same with McDonald as well. I thought coming back from injury, he played very, very well as well last night. I think these sort of games are a perfect chance for the players that are coming back from injury and the players that haven't had much game time. Obviously, McDonald's not played since <clears throat> end of last season, so getting getting his fitness back in pre-season, getting his in the close match uh, a few weeks ago against Peterborough, obviously did him good as well. And then just to get a, a run out to, uh, last night was good for him. Hopefully, he can. He's done enough to push for a starting place against Carlisle. If he has, then well done to him because he's, he's been a fantastic player mm. since we've signed him and he was unlucky to get, pick up the injury. And you know what? If he can come back and produce more of what he produced last season, then I can see him pushing for a first-team place every game. I think that was certainly the positive for me last night. I mean, you look at the players who came in, as you say, you know, those players would have wanted to come in and, and to make their mark on, on the team. You had Alfie Potter who had an outstanding game. He will be very, very hard done by to not start at Carlisle. Yeah. Uh, um, Alec McDonald, as you mentioned, another one. I, I felt George Taffel actually had a, a fairly solid game yeah. at centre back. We looked a little bit more assured. He's got the long throw there as well. Yeah. To be honest, and we'll come up on, on this a little bit more, but I'm, the frustration after a defeat always sort of niggles away at you. But the more I think about last night, the more I'm starting to think, do you know what? Last night and Saturday as well against Luton, the way we threw the game away completely it's not necessarily the players it's the system I think we'd be far suited to, to throw it at the back and you know we'll come on to that a little bit more later on but it's just how many more games do we allow these little mistakes to come up to now because I think I've calculated in my head that we've dropped at least six points now yeah, yeah. Well, I think we need to be more reactive don't we and I think uh, it's something that we're going to have to really uh, get a grip on and soon because uh, it's going to be the difference between being a uh, you know, playoff hopeful and being a promotional hopeful, we need to be able to see out games. You know, even the, you know, lags of Accrington a couple of weeks back. Obviously, we we gave up a goal there, and uh, we ended up going losing that game. But even a point there would have been a big difference. We, you know, 
Yes, we can see that. But if we just managed to hold on and get one point out of that, it'd have been a positive. Um, but then yeah. to go two 0 up and quite dominant against Luton as well. To then, you know, go and draw that game. That was very poor. That, that was, was the poor. most frustrating thing for me because we're at two 0 we were in absolute control. And do you know what? I, I'm actually going to stick my neck on the line here and blame Steve Evans because I think he got the subs wrong. You look at what Luton did. They went. They knew they could try and get back in the game. We threw three up top. James Collins, Danny Hilton, they're always a handful. We should have signed Collins in pre-season. Why that didn't come off, I don't know. Perhaps we didn't put enough noughts on the check, but whatever. But it, that that punished us. They went through up front. And rather than trying to protect the game at that point, at 2-0 up by bringing someone on, you know, like Taft, because you could see Benning was flagging. Yeah. Why didn't we bring Taft on at left-back? Why did we not bring on a midfielder just to sort of close out and see out the game? Instead, we bring two centre-forwards on to try and... Needlessly try and add two more. They bring centre forwards on and catch twenty two. We get caught and, and that's what what kills us. Yeah. And I think yeah, it was. Da- I think it was massively down to the subs. Obviously, you see, Benning were tired. Taft could quite easily play at left back. So could Reese Bennett, quite easily. So you could see that down the left wing, like note against Benning and Anderson, but they were tired. They were. I just think even if they were tired the rest of the defence and the rest of the midfield didn't really back up if they knew they were tired just get a little bit further across just to give that bit of support and then there were simple tappings I think to be honest I think the second goal for Luton was absolutely abysmal defending as well as goalkeeping I think you could see that coming from the, the, the second that Collins picked the ball out of the back of the net for the first one and slammed the ball on the halfway line you knew Luton were up for it then oh definitely you think this score with 10 minutes remaining they've got the momentum we're just wilting under the pressure now and and they've obviously we've stuck strikers on what's the point to stick his strikers on we're 2-0 up like you said stick a central defender on stick a holding midfielder in nobody would have complained would anybody well alas would anybody have complained if we'd have brought a defender on and just closed the game out and not maybe not no, even got out of the no, half defend and just defended you, defend what you've got haven't you? That's not you against a side like Luton well, you need to respect what who you know who they have on the pitch and like you say Danny Hilton and Collins and you know they've got a very good attacking team so I think you need to you need to respect the opposition and yeah we can go out there and do what we, we you know we, we can but you've got to look at what, who's coming on and you've got to react to it that's what I think I think we just haven't reacted to the opposition system at the moment and that's what we need to get a grip on yeah certainly so we'll touch upon that a little bit more as we go on time now for the connection question I'm going to mix things up a little bit this week as well we are going to introduce a new feature which I've not told any of you about yet so we're going to introduce that very uh, shortly as well but time for the connection question first and foremost the question where you know I ask it nearly the start of every podcast at some point I ask yeah. it let's just go with that yeah. uh, it's a, a question which you know loosely connects to the upcoming opponents obviously Carlisle on Saturday away but what I want to know today is who were the goal scorers as Mansfield Town beat Carlisle on the final day of the 2001-2002 season to seal promotion to what is now known as League One we'll reveal the answers later on Mark do you think you, you, you know can you think back to, to those days I mean for me that was a, yeah. the very start of my Stags journey so was it for you or had you been going a few years before that it was similar age so uh, but, but, but yeah I can remember one of the scorers at least okay uh, Nathan <laughs> I know one, potentially two. Okay. I think. Edging his bets. Cam, usually you cheat by looking at the answer. I didn't even I follow the stags back then. I was <laughs> two. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, you would have been, wouldn't you? I'd have been, I think I'd have been. You were just a thought, weren't you? I'd have been two or. I think I'd have been uh, one slash two that season. So this is a bit unfair. 
don't think it's unfair <laughs> whatsoever. We'll, we'll come on to no, that I, I wouldn't. I, even if I was, I probably wouldn't remember, to be honest. Well, there you go. Well, if you know the answer at home, obviously we'll reveal it later on. I mean, I don't know why I do that because, you know. It's not, we should do this live. We should do a Facebook live one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. We, we might go, do it yeah. after this or, or something. Uh, we'll have a quick one on that. Um, let's move on then. Uh, let's talk a little bit more uh, about our topics. It's a debatable one, and you brought it up earlier on, on Twitter, Nate, at MTFC Matters if you want to get involved. Jeepers Keepers, who's going to keep goal at Carlisle on Saturday? What's your argument? Well, I, I feel like Logan's going to stay in, but I don't think he deserves to. I, I think Alejnik, in the games he's played in, He's more than earned that shirt now, and uh, you know it's about time he, get, he gets given the chance. I think. I don't know how you boys feel, but why? Yeah. Well, in 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 what would if you were to sit down? If you were Steve Evans, don't do the accent. Can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you were Steve Evans, you were having a meeting with the two of them, with Ian Pledger, the goalkeeping coach, as well, and you were you know trying to justify your reason for putting a legendary in over Logan. What would your argument be? I think it's just the fact that Logan's. I mean, they're both very good keepers, and uh, you can't take away that away from Logan, but. Um, he has made a couple of mistakes. You know, for, he, he made one. Uh, was it Crew at the, the first game yeah. of the season? Obviously, like like say like Luton. Although I wasn't there for that game and I didn't actually get to see him, it sounds like he made a, another mistake there. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, boys. But no, I, I, think I agree. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I don't like I said in my blog afterwards. You know, I don't necessarily like blaming goalkeepers or pinning the blame on individuals, but. Your job as a goalkeeper is to marshal your defence. Mm. You can watch the game unfolding in front of you. Yeah. He surely he can see that Luton have stuck three up front. So why is he not dragging another midfielder back into to man mark? Yeah. And you know I, I think he's got to take some some blame for that yeah. and some responsibility. Yeah. Could you say that obviously the first goal was a bit along the floor, straight into back at net about two yards out? Would you say that the second goal was a bit more? Logan, Logan-esque, like not coming out for the ball. Well, there you think, yeah. you know, you look a back at, you look ball back over at the, the footage, top. don't you? And you, you see, I think I counted at least three opportunities to, to get rid. It comes across once, we don't get rid of it. It comes mm. across again, we don't get rid of it. And then it comes back in and they score. Three chances to, for either Logan to come and get his hands on the ball or for someone to put the foot through it and nobody does. Why? Yeah. So it's not just, I wouldn't say it's just Logan's fault because like, you can't no, firmly put all. the whole blame on him. But they like, say he, he does... I think that is a problem of him not coming out to collect the ball because that relieves so much pressure on your defence. Yeah. Mm. And when you're under the cash, it's just what you need. You need your, your keeper to come out, collect it, and yeah. by your side, a few more, you know, even if it's a few more seconds, it, it'll make a massive difference. It gives you time to regroup and then you get the ball down the other side of the pitch. It, just a simple catch can do so much for your team. And I think the thing is as well, it's, it's another thing I noticed it watching sort of last night and comparing going back to the Rochdale game as well because obviously you can watch all the games on iFollow now so yeah. I've watched back the two which Alessandri has, has played and we don't look as indecisive when Alessandri is in goal there's a little bit more of confidence in the back four and if you look at the way which we conceded that second goal against Luton the indecision and the indecision actually on three or four separate occasions where thankfully they didn't score was playing for all to see and that's what worries me I think that last night it was a, a much improved performance in the back because obviously we've other than conceding two sloppy goals but it's the cup nobody's particularly bothered and I think as proved last season we don't need to win every game in this competition to get through no I mean you look at the Doncaster game we, we got well beaten we, we got absolutely one. hammered yeah. yeah and we came back and we played better in both them games but it's still a game it's still a competitive game it's mm. a game that we can use the game time to work out tactics what see, see mix the teams up mm. and see how players play and there were a couple of scary moments in defence but I think that was down to their attack force was a bit 
rough and ready. You could tell they were a definite conference, had come up from the conference, just how they played. The same with Forest Green a couple of weeks ago, very, very physical, not much fluent, uh, fluid play, never, never really, they looked at attacking force, but not always through long ball up front, flick on, chase. You could see that a lot. And there were, there were a couple of moments that really, showed what uh, the difference between the two teams we were wanted to play the ball they were just wanted to kick lumps out of it mm. just uh, uh, sorry, oh. I was going to say I know we keep saying that it you know it, it was only a check a trade trophy tie which it was and uh, I, I firmly I agree that it should not be a priority this season especially if we are going to you know look to do well in the league but I think the timing this fixture was quite important and the fact that uh, Steve Evans is obviously making a uh, at the start of the season made a big point about how where we're going to be in the fir- after the first ten games. Now, obviously, I know this obviously doesn't cl- count to the league, but um, I felt like it was a good opportunity to to just start the ball rolling a bit more because we haven't got off to the best start. You know, we've uh, you know picked up one win in six games in all competitions now, and that was an opportunity. You know, the players are going to be down. Obviously, the sports were down after drawing against Luton in the manner that we did. I thought that was a good opportunity to at least try and get back to winning ways, and I think we needed that to bounce us back into the you know the league against Carlisle. And I think that's what I mean. The timing of it uh, was more important than the actual fixture because it was an opportunity to put right a few wrongs. Yeah, yeah and I, I don't think we did that. I mean, we mentioned it earlier. Obviously, um, a few players did knock on the door and sort of show their performances, but you know, we just didn't do it, did we? No, just pointing. I mean, obviously, like I say, after the looting game, especially after that, where we should have killed the game off at two and a lot, you know. And I think last night was disappointing as well for some of the players. I mean, it was a chance for them to get in the first team, and I think some of them just showed that they're not for the challenge, you know. Mm. Um, I think Steve Evans said afterwards in, mm. in his post-match press conference that one or two players w- won't play again. Yeah. Maybe a bit of anger speaking there, which you can well, yeah. Un- yeah. understand. But I think he's, he's got a point because if you're not going to perform when you get the opportunities, well, that's it, then you're yeah. not going to get in, are you? Well, no. But it, it's yeah. it's simple. But I think first of someone like Jack Thomas not got the game time this season getting the game time last season either I think this competition was a perfect opportunity to get game time uh, prove his worth at the club has he taken it? probably not no. No, from not. that performance last night obviously me and Craig seen him this season at, at Rainworth as well in the under 20s team didn't really outperform anybody in that game either and I mean, don't get me wrong I, I don't want it to sound like we're being negative towards Jack because I think Jack is a, is a cracking lad as a person I, I've obviously known him I've watched him come through the youth team he's got the talent but he, he has been sort of as we mentioned in the first podcast he, you know a little bit mistreated in some areas but now he's at the age where he needs to be stamping his authority he's the same age he's, I think there's a year difference between him and Digby the class is different and if you look at the midfielders we've got you know Digby Byram who we missed again last night um, you know Atkinson, Anderson, all of them who can play in a central role, Potter as well. Yep. It's just it doesn't compare, and, no. and that's very sad to say. Mm. It, it certainly is. Let's move from what I think is turning into a bit of a negative. Let's, let's <laughs> yeah. to something a little bit more fun and lighthearted. I mean, the rain is sort of making us feel a little bit more negative. Although I think we've chosen a quite a decent spot here under this yeah. big yeah. Wally with a brolly. Yeah, Wally with a brolly. Yeah, where is Steve McLaren? Is he around? Oh, he's serving tea in the tea bar. Right then. Obviously, the last couple of weeks is I think what we need to do on the podcast is mix it up a little bit and. I want to find out who is perhaps the most brainiest, the most knowledgeable about the stakes. So I've come up with a little quiz. Everyone's leaving now. It's Mansfield Matters Mastermind Challenge. Insert good music, quiz music here. 
Uh, our brand new quiz pits our three regular panellists up against each other to discover who knows the most about our beloved Mansfield town. Over the season, they'll take each other on in a small league format with the winner taking home a mystery but phenomenal prize. Well, probably. Uh, each instalment will lend itself to the great quiz show formats, mainly because I'm not original enough to think of new games. Uh, this week it's the first outing of 15 to 1 with the two players with the highest score in the quickest time going head-to-head in Stagbuster later in the series to win more points. Anyone with any ideas what Stagbuster could be? A bit, a bit like Blockbuster. There it is, he's got the well there. There it is. <laughs> uh, 15 to 1, though, so we'll see contestants face Stag-themed questions, the first about a goalkeeper, and then so on throughout the squad. Question 12 is about a substitute, whilst 13 and 14 is all about a manager and assistant. With me so far? Yep. And then the final question is just a Stag's general knowledge question as well. Each player will be up against the clock. An incorrect answer will add 10 seconds to the player's total time. A player can pass and any questions passed will be asked to the two other players after the game is finished. The first to shout out the correct answer will be awarded a time deduction of 5 seconds per answer uh, to their time when they play the game later in the series. With me so far? Yeah. Okay, with me so far, it's good. The player with the most correct answers in the quickest time will get 3 points. Second will get two points, and guess what? Third will get none. One point. One, 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 one point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to decide who goes first in today's edition, I'm going to ask you a bit of a mathematical conundrum. So the player with who answers the nearest of the figure will get to choose. You know who wants to go first, that sort of thing. Yeah. So they can put an it themselves, or they can, might be a little bit tactical and put somebody else to play. Do you see? See where I'm going yeah, with yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Um, Get your thinking caps on, get your mathematical brains working. Pass. No, you can't pass. <laughs> I'm looking for the number you get when you add together the number of appearances, according to Wikipedia, made by Matt Reed, multiplied by the number of league appearances Kevin Pilkington made during his second spell with the club, minus the shirt number of Godfrey Poku, plus the, cur- the current age of assistant boss Paul Rayner. Anyone, any guesses? Right, let's do this in... Uh, the number of medals won at a competition. So, Cam, I think you've got a five metre swimming certificate once. Mark, I'm sure you've, you've won a pub quiz at some point in your time. And, and Nathan, you won a bronze medal at a European tournament. So, Cam, give me your, your, your guess first. I'll give you a clue. It's a four figure number. The fuck? Um, it's just bizarre. Have you, have you checked this? Because you've never been, one. Know, you've never have, been one for maths. No, you I, have, have, you? I have checked this. Okay. Uh, we will put the, the question on screen as well if you're watching this on the video version. So, uh, and I'll explain it afterwards as well. So I'm looking for, just to reiterate, the number of league the number of appearances made by Matt Reed times by the number of league appearances made by Kevin Pilgrim during, during his second spell at the club. With me so far? Yeah. Times by, uh, sorry, uh, minus the shirt number of Goffrey Poku plus the current age of assistant boss Paul Rayner. Your guess, please, Cam. 1,232. Okay, uh, Mark. Uh... 1,369 and Nathan <laughs> I'm going to go for 3,210 yeah. ok well I can tell you Nathan you were way out <laughs> uh, Cam you weren't you weren't too far out but Mark you're actually the closest so I'll run you through the maths 150 was the appearances made by Matt Reed. Ted was the number of appearances made by Pilkinson so that, that makes 1,500 mm, yeah. uh, 22 was the shirt number of Godfrey Poku which makes 1,478 
and the current age of assistant boss Paul Rayner is 51 which makes 1529 so Mark you are the closest so you can either choose to take on the questions yourself yeah. or you can nominate one of the other two what are you going to go for? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to split it to come. Oh, he's going to it. I'm having it. You are taking on the questions. So again, just reiterate, it's against the clock. Yeah? Right. Um, any question you get wrong adds 10 seconds to your time. Right. And I'll ask those questions to Nathan and to Mark afterwards so they get points deduction right. to their time. You'll get the opportunity of that when yeah. the others play. You ready? You ready to play? Insert clock video here. He's clever, this lad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you watch it on the video version, that won't necessarily yeah, be the audio version. <laughs> insert, insert audio, nice, yeah. Yeah. Pin, like, bed thing. A bit like yeah. cat down conundrum yeah, sort of thing. One of those ones. <laughs> yeah, one of those. So, are you ready to play Mansfield yeah. Matters Mastermind? Yes. Okay. In three, two, one. Who was Mansfield Town's first number one shirt number in the football conference? Paddy Gamble. Which right back departed the Stags in 2004, going on to spend a decade with Barnsley? Pass. Which central defender was famed for his long throw and scored a dramatic late equaliser for the Stags against Fleetwood on March 13, 2012? Exodus Cahegan. Dad Days in Morn is an anagram of which current central defender? That's D A D D A Z E I N M O R N. Uh, Xander Diamond. Name the first three clubs Mel Bain scored against in his debut season for the Stakes, and I'm looking for all three. Carlisle, Dagenham, Newport. Which former right winger from the 2004-2005 season now manages Preston North End? Pass. Which former central midfielder was the first ever professional footballer to appear on Court Quiz Show Countdown? Pass. I had two spells at the Stags, one under David Holdsworth, the other under Paul Cox, where I won the league. I've also had numerous spells with Alfreton. Who am I? Pass. Race Down Yen is an anagram of which former left winger? That's R-A-C-D-O-W-N-Y-E-N. Race Day. After Billy McEwen's departure midway through the... Our debut season in the conference, which striker was appointed joint caretaker boss alongside A.D. Moses? Mark Stallard. Which striker joined from Maxfield Town in the summer of 2005, played four games and then left for Bury? Pass. Who was the last ever used substitute during the Stags' first spell in the Football League in their 2-0 loss at Dagenham on the final day of the season? Can you repeat that? Who was the last ever used substitute during the Stags' first spell in the Football League in the 2-0 defeat at Dagenham? Oh, Jason White. Which manager had three spells at the helm of the Stags? The first as caretaker in 1993, the second in 1999, succeeding Steve Parkin, and the third in December 2006. Oh, Paul Holland? Which assistant boss had a brief spell as caretaker manager prior to the appointment of Paul Cox never to take charge of a game? Give you a clue, as famed for diving in a game away at Bath. Oh, pass. Can't remember that. And finally, when the Stags reached Wembley in 2011, where did the Stags have to play works at town because former owner Keith Haslam had locked the club from the stadium in the first game of that tournament? Elkiston Town. And we will stop the clock right there. Okay, so they were tough. Yeah. They were. A lot of them questions were like way out of my age range. Yeah. 
And fair enough, I'm a Stags fan, but I don't know everything about it. I've got to do maths now to try and work out, because <laughs> I've, I've realised that I've, I've not done this well. Um, so We're going to be here for three, four years. Cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe. <laughs> uh, we'll edit this bit out. Maybe. Fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've kind of worked it out. It's it's in the two minute mark. I will I shall confirm right. later. But uh, let's run through the right answers that you've got. Obviously, Paddy Gamble you got right. Xander Diamond you got right. Carlisle Dagnam Newport you got right for Mel Benning. Uh, Mark Salard you got right. Uh, and Ilkeston Town. So that gives you one, two, three, four, five, six correct answers yeah. in roughly <laughs> two minutes plus. Uh, numerous time penalties. Uh, what I've got to ask now, though, is I've got to ask the uh, the questions you got wrong to um, to Mark and to Nathan. So the way this works, I'm going to give you a buzzer. So you've got to chat a certain. You've got to say a certain word for you to buzz in to answer the question. Uh, Nathan, your word is medal. Uh, Mark, your word your word is beard. Okay. So Mark and Nathan So I'll do a bit of a tally chart thing there Right okay the first one Which right back departed the Stags in 2004 going to Nathan Bobby Assel Correct answer uh, So that's minus five from your time Which former right winger from the 2004-2005 season Now manages Preston Beard. North End Go for it Mark Alex Neal Correct answer. Oh, it's tense this game. Isn't it? Tense. Uh, which former central midfielder was the first ever professional footballer to appear on Court Quiz Show Countdown? I remember this as well. I don't I'll know. give you a clue. Uh, if anyone sort of you know has remembered the references, this was the player I first had on the back. Medal. Go for it. Is it Neil McKenzie? It was Neil. Yes. Well done. Well played. Uh, okay. Next one was I had two spells at the Stags. One under David Holdsworth, the other under Paul Metal. Cox. Go for it. Anthony Howell. Was indeed. Well done. You've got to pick yourself up here, Mark. Come on. He's, he's on fire, this lad. Race down yen is an anagram of which former left winger? Race down yen. I hate these. R-A-C-D-O-W-N-Y-E-N Race Down Yen Former left winger Bit of a clue Is also involved with today's connection question And he used to Have a nice little song sung about him I can't really I can't do it without singing Metal. it really. Go for it Ah uh, Wayne, Wayne Corden Yes but, <laughs> Wayne O'Cordini I haven't tried a song but like <laughs> Yeah, okay. There you go. Well done. Uh, which striker joined Macclesfield Town in the summer of 2005? Played four games and then left Berry. Go for it, Mark. No, it's not. So Nathan, yeah. even if you can have a guess, but you know, Mark's got it wrong, so it's going to go to you anyway. So, but have a guess anyway. I would say Richard Barker, but it's not. It's uh, Matt Tipton is the answer. Matt, Matt that's, that's, that's the hard one. He remembers Matt Tipton. Yeah, yeah. Okay, who was the last ever used substitute during the Stags' first spell in the Football League in the two-nil loss at Dagenham? I'll give you a clue. He was a youth teamer, um, played up front a little bit. His initials were LT. Go for it. Oh, why did I do that? Um, <laughs> no. Okay, I'm going to give it the initials in it through me. Give it Mark. It's Lewis Trimmer was the answer to that one. Yeah. Uh, which manager had three spells at the helm of the Stags? The first is caretaker in 1993, the second in 1999, and the third in December 2006. Medal. Go for it. Billy Dearden? It was indeed. Old yes. Bill Dearden. Six, two to Nathan so far. Uh, and the. Uh, the final one which assistant boss had a brief spell as caretaker manager prior to the appointment of Paul Cox never to take charge of a game? 
assistant to the late Duncan Russell of course as well played up front for us a little bit he was player assistant played at World Cup played for Jamaica I believe mm. come on somebody's got to get this everybody yeah, at home yeah. is screaming out the oh. answer <laughs> played in World Cup for Jamaica he was a legend of all he, he dived away at Bath he played up front <laughs> Johnny's initials what Jamaica play do we have this yeah, is killing me Johnny's initials initials yeah, yeah. okay PH Beard Paul Holland. No! no I don't Jamaican. Yeah. Paul Holland, that famous Jamaican. <laughs> 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 you were right, you were half right. It was Paul. Paul. Big room. Paul. You have an assemblies in this at school. You eat your dinner Paul. in there. Paul. 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 Oh, Paul. oh, yeah. Let me give that to Nathan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <Christ. laughs> that pulling teeth, this oh, is. It really <laughs> was. Well, okay, let's move back to some of the topics. Did you enjoy that little, uh, yeah, the little change? Uh, that little was all right, yeah. yeah. We'll bring that back, of course, <laughs> in the future podcast where uh, either Nathan or Mark will, will take it. Yeah. Well done, Cam. We'll put the leaderboard on well the screen as well with all the yes. permutations. And everything. I quite enjoyed that. That was yeah. a good yeah. one. Uh, look, be quite a good one. We play Stake Bust as well. I, li- I like a little quiz. It sort of mixes things up. And you lot are all going to get uber competitive. And do you know what the good thing about this is? None of you can make me play because it's it, it's me. I, I produce it, so none of you can make me play. Well, I think we should rotate the producer role. Yeah, we yeah. can do that. We can <laughs> yeah, do that sounds good. later on. You want to sit through this and edit all this today? Give me the software then, <laughs> and I'll edit it. Cheeky, and me, you know. No, well, I'm just going to show off the, the skills that you've learnt me over the years. <laughs> He's good. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> right then. Bang uh, average. <laughs> sucking up much. <laughs> I think he's after a lift home because it's raining, isn't it? Uh, right then. Um, Let's move back to the, to the here and now after that quiz shows behind us. Uh, there's about a week left, maybe even less, of the transfer window to go. There's oh, today and tomorrow. Days. Yeah, two, two days. days. <laughs> so by the time this goes out, the transfer window will actually be, be closed. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll obviously put the teaser on as we usually do on the Facebook page and everything like that as well. But how important is it that Steve Evans, Carolyn Radford, John Radford sit down, get on the phone non stop, and, and get some players in? Because I think after the first six games in all competitions, I think we're screaming out for a couple of players, aren't we? I think probably. From the performances, I think we've let it slip in the last few minutes. So I'd probably say a defender or a holding midfielder or a defensive midfielder, because you can't let games slip like that. And I think if we'd got that bit of energy at the back, bringing a def- an extra defender on, I think it'd be. I think them games probably would have ended differently. So I think defensive is key. I don't think we particularly need any, anyone going forward. Uh, obviously, Lee Angles tra- uh, finally finding his feet, two and two now. Uh, Kane Hemmings was unlucky not to score against Luton. I think obviously he'll get his chance at the weekend again. I think Carlisle will be a good game for him t- to finally find the back of the net. So I wouldn't say going forward we need anybody. I think it's more more defensive-minded player. We've got to shore up at the back now. Definitely. I mean, you look at the attacking options we've got, obviously Kane Hemmings has sort of eased the, bur- the burden a little bit. I wouldn't mind if we did sign a, a young, hungry sort of player from, say, Sheffield United's maybe a championship, another championship club yeah. um, who's sort of, you know, needing to develop. I mean, Sheffield United was fantastic last year. Look at the addition of Ben Whiteman. He's yeah. doing well at Doncaster now. I think we were rumoured to sign another Doncaster player, a midfielder, but it didn't come off, but... Maybe an attacking player, a young attacking player, just just in case. Yeah, you about just until Jan. Yeah, he was talking about a young player, wasn't he? You're bringing a young striker in as well, so that'd be a good addition. I, I I disagree. I don't think I know. Say well, he's saying about two, a young striker and an attacking midfielder. That's what it's been saying in press, isn't it? I don't. Think I don't think. Both. I don't think we need a striker. We've already got what five now? Is it? And 
uh, no, I, I really don't think we need a striker. There'll be too many then. Um, especially now we've got Kane, Kane Emmings in. I really don't. Honestly, attacking midfielder, maybe, yeah. but I, think I really don't think we need a striker. With the striker situation, I think it's. If you, I think we've had this problem before, which is bringing players in for the sake of it and then having bad man management. Do you want someone like. Uh, Kane Hemmings dropping down even if even though it's on loan do you want him being pushed out the side by somebody that's below his standard but there just because he's a, a player and he can play that's well, a, a good point I think the one thing we all agree on though is is, is uh, a player I rate Johnny Hunt going forward I rate now Benning he's yeah. been a good servant for us but I think we do need to tighten up a little bit at left back. I mean, we can, I George so. Taps can George Taft can play there. George Taft, George Taft, who's he? New signing. Yeah, we first. found him. He's draining this one out, isn't he? Oh. Hey, pull the plug, somebody. Pull oh, the plug. There we go. Uh, let's drip on with this. Um, obviously, uh, you know, I think he can play left back and very comfortably. Did so for Burton, obviously, as they got promoted from from this league as well. But an out and out left back, more, someone who's a little bit more defensive minded. Because I think. Actually, if you look at Johnny Hunt and Mal Benning, they're actually more attack-minded wing-backs yeah. than what they are full-backs. I want a defensive full-back who can come in, do what Nathan did in the Euros, two-foot a German, and slam him into the, into the, uh, into the stands. Yep. Uh, no, I agree. Left, I think the left side... How you fixed, Nate? Need work. <laughs> I'll do it. The, the commentator said uh, Steve Evans might be signing me, so let's see. Well, <laughs> might be a busy couple of days for me, you know? Well, Transfer it. window and all that. But no, uh, I think... I do think that we've got to we've got to do someone on that left side, but I don't know. I don't think it needs another player. I I would say we need one more player, and I would say I'd be a midfielder, attacking midfielder. I think in the defence, although we've had a shaky start, I think that defence is they've got they need to gel, and they've not had enough time yet. I know we've obviously got to start seeing out games now because uh, the game you know the season started, but yeah, I. I I think we've got enough cover there. We've got, like I say, I think we should put Taft back to the left when we need to be more defensive-minded. And then you, you've got plenty of players for that middle. You've got Murphy, Diamond, Pierce. Um, go on, who else we got? Try to think that. We've got, obviously, we've got Bennett yeah. and White. So you've got a lot of players that can fill in those other places. And they're all, I would say, first-team players. Would anybody be inclined to swap the system? Because so far we've played, you know, 4-4-2 sometimes it's been a bit of a diamond 4-4-2 um, but it's been a flat back four all the time and I think you look at the way we got caught against Luton you look against the, the way we got caught um, you know against Lincoln last night and then some of the other games as well actually we've been caught down that side I mentioned it a little bit earlier sometimes it's not a personnel thing I think system wise we had a bit of a spell last season actually I know I wasn't there watching the games but I saw the highlights back and watched some of the video footage as well which um, sort of showed me a few things and had reports on it but we were playing three at the back at, at times yeah. and I think that would actually suit us a little bit more because you've got Taft who can play left side centre back you've got Bennett who can play right side centre back I think he's a stronger centre back than what people give him credit for mm. Pierce in the middle you've got Murphy in there as well who I thought was fantastic actually I know I was critical of, again, of him a few weeks back but he was, he was fantastic against Luton yeah. much improved but I think the system we've got and the players we've got I think it would lend us to more of a of a three yeah. with Digby sitting in front of that three dropping into a back four when needed, anyone yeah. agree? Yeah, but the thing is as well, obviously we're going to face against different teams and I think it's always going to be keep on chopping and changing, I think that's the only problem, against different sides it's going to set up differently, so I think that's going to be a kind of struggle to keep it going to be honest. I think, that, I just think by going to a three at the back it would just 
strengthen us down that side a little bit. You know, you've got Taft who's play it would be playing a little bit more of a central defensive role, but he's on that left side to cover that. Anderson is an absolute workhorse. He will run up and down the wing all day, every day, and not stop until yeah. he dies, basically. So you've got the defensive cover there. McDonald, if he was in, does the same. I just think we would get a little bit more fluidity and a little bit more success if we went to three at the back. It's it's just what possibly. I, yeah, yeah. Who knows? But I'm I'm not a football manager, you know. <laughs> yeah. So who who knows? Stevens might be watching this and plenty you know, of football manager over the years, I suppose. <laughs> well, yeah, but football manager's not always reflective of. of no, 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 not at all. There you go. Although you know, football manager's CV is quite decent, so uh, <laughs> it's like they're looking for. No, that's not good. Uh, obviously, you know, if Steve Evans is watching this, obviously, you know, it's just a, a humble fan's opinion. But yeah. maybe three three at the back it might just give us a bit more success. I mean, you look at where we're going. Saturday, for example, Carlisle. Well, let's touch upon them as well. They're a team who can hurt you. They've got they've got good players, but if you look, you know, against the Keith Kill side, we know our Keith Kill managers, yeah. and I think th- we could risk going three at the back because if we keep the ball tight in midfield and use players like Digby and Byram and McDonald and Anderson, we won't have too many problems closing them down. And I think we need to now go into a game, grab it by the scruff of the neck, and, and say right. We are Mansfield Town And this is what we're going to do We're not going to let you Get anywhere near us anymore Because no. we've made Simple yeah. mistakes We've been more ruthless Don't we I think mm. We just need to really Grab that Grab all the game And just Well I think we did it Against Luton didn't we To be fair For, for 80 minutes we did it But I, I, I'd take a 1-0 And I'd take a scrappy 1-0 and Just to get a win On the board I think another, You know Another win I know we obviously Beat Forest Green But it feels like so long ago since we last yeah. won. I don't know how you guys feel, but yeah, I just, it just seems like ages ago. <coughs> that's all. I, I just think we need to get a bit of confidence back into the, to the side, I think. And I think the manner in which the, the last two games have been thrown away, despicably flown, thrown away. We can't is, make yeah, it a habit. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's the thing. It, yeah. The continuity does breed habits, doesn't it? Well, that's the frustrating thing. I mean, the thing is, we've got the players that can do it, and that's the more frustrating thing about it. Because we should be playing teams at the park, to be honest, with the players we've got. Uh, I think one thing for me as well, you, you know, I noted it sort of s- Saturday was Reese Bennett's post-match interview. Yeah. I would swap my goal yeah. for a win, and that shows to me that there are at least some players in that dressing room who were hurt after that. Yeah. And all right, last night check a trade trophy. Those players weren't playing. We made ten changes, but you've still got a squad there who I, I wanted <coughs> just to, to see and come together and try and win and just try and, and try and rally it. But they didn't and what have you. But no doubt we're going to go to Carlisle and I would probably say it will be a mixture of the two sides that played Lincoln and, and Luton and those players will have been hurt they will both of them will have been hurt in the same circumstances we've got to come out and we've for me a point is not good enough for Carlisle we've got to come back for a win we've yeah. got to get the confidence in the dressing room and we've got to come out fighting I think that's that's a really good point and I think I think a clean sheet at Carlisle yeah like Mark said scrappy 1-0 win that would be fantastic do the defence some good that, I think keeper and defence confidence has been a, a key point there's been very indecisive between the two uh, numerous occasions against Luton on Saturday keeper had come out for it and Christian Pierce or uh, I can't remember who played Murphy. it Murphy had just slam it back into either upfield or straight into Bishop Street just to, just to get rid of it does it show that that they don't quite trust Logan mm. Bit of indecision, isn't there? Yeah, there. and I think that's what's letting us down at some points, and I think that's where both Luton's goals span from. Really, it was neither defence nor goalkeeper wanting to go for it, not being able to communicate. And I think communication was a bit better last, uh, well, Tuesday night against Lut- uh, Luton against Lincoln. It was much better. Lut- uh, Alejnik's a bit more commanding. 
do this, do that, do this. Mm. Actually, bossing his player around. Logan, he's loud, but he's not. Doesn't really boss the defence much, does he? No. Not, not going on a manhunt or anything and that, but you need someone, a goalkeeper that's going to come out for the ball, make it his, command his area and actually just show that he does deserve a place in the squad. Let's move briefly on to the September fixtures then. Busy month coming up, a lot of Saturday, Tuesdays in there. Nice one to start off with, nice little trip to, to Carlisle. Unfortunately, we're, we're going to have a little trip up to the lakes, but we've just got to get it arranged in time. But we will probably do something you know, uh, later in the season where mm. we go on a bit of a, a tour. But that's why we've come here to, to Burial Park. So we thought we'd mix it up a little bit and mm. introduce the new features. And Nathan, we did tell you to come back with a medal and you've done just that. So yep. you know, we do keep our promises here. <laughs> that's that's true. Uh, there you go obviously start off with Carlisle then a week later Grimsby at home 1 o'clock kick off nice little tasty local derby uh, in that one Wickham Wanderers then on the Tuesday night Tuesday the 12th of September nice little home game for us there uh, as well then a rematch against Lincoln trip to Lincoln City on September the 16th that'll be a, a really feisty encounter Cambridge as well for the, for the following Saturday at home nice little game against there always a, a good side can, can hurt you Nice little Tuesday night trip to, to Cheltenham. Anybody fancying that one? Oh, so far, if and, you're paying, uh, how you all don't. like giving that one a miss, then? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, dear we'll me. do Carlisle because it's not too bad on a Saturday, but Cheltenham on a Tuesday <laughs> night? Mm. No. Grim, isn't it? I'm yeah. the only one, maybe. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then obviously, uh, Notts County at home on Saturday the 30th of September to round off uh, the month as well. Some local derbies in there, some some crunch games. Where do you want to be after these, what, two, four, six, seven games in September? Where do you want Mansfield Town to be? Top six. Cam? Yeah. I, you'd probably say top six, but I'd happily take top eight, pushing that way just yeah. to get the wins more than anything. I wouldn't be bothered if we, mm. if we could win all the games, fantastic, but... I won't mind a loss against any of them teams because they're all all fantastic. No, so you wouldn't mind a loss against Notts County. Well, I would. But <laughs> you wouldn't mind you, a loss I against would, Lincoln. I would, but you get what I mean. It's not like it's the end of the world if we did get a loss. Of course, the end of the world. The local derbies. <laughs> true, but it's like I think there, there are don't. games that are yeah, winnable. Yeah. There's some yeah. games that will be tough, yeah. and yeah. I think the result against Notts County or Lincoln because form goes out the window in oh, local derbies. Does, yeah. <laughs> we we know this and. It's it's all down to who's the best team on the day, and I think certainly that's so. where we might slip up if we play like we've been playing. Certainly so. And finally, Nathan, where do you want Mansfield Town to be after those uh, games in September? I think you know top seven. I think we need to be in there. Anyone want us to have a bit of a run in there? I would. I'm looking at those fixtures, and yeah, there are tough games, and there will be a defeat in there. But I only want one defeat. Yeah. Uh, any more than two defeats, and I think we're not going to be in there. Well, yes, it's after ten games into though. Yeah. So. Which will put it after how many league games played so far? Four? Four. Yeah. Four. So that's five, six, seven, Eleven eight, games. nine, ten. Uh, which will be after the Cheltenham game, the tenth games of the Cheltenham yeah. game. Yeah. That's, so, that yeah. is a really tough running, that is September. Yeah. I, it I is. think how we, how we look at it, it's going to be hard. And uh, I don't know, I, can't, I, I, I think we might actually lose more than one. It depends how we, how we react now. I think we've really got to start stamping our authority on the game. So, Obviously, let's just wrap things up now. Then, obviously, as Nathan says, it's not 
how you start it's how you finish and yeah. let's hope that Mansfield can, can get up there and maybe do some deals in the transfer window as well maybe we'll do a bit of a uh, Facebook live on transfer deadline day or something we'll figure a way out we'll sort something out uh, right then um, let's just wrap things up uh, with the prediction league obviously Nathan you've not been here for a couple of weeks so understandably you are bottom of the table but only slightly because last week we gave Kirsty Swan who's one of our bloggers who came on to be a guest with me and Mark last week the opportunity to choose who her points would go for as she predicted Nathan she chose you ah thank you very much yeah. Yeah. damn it you thank you very much uh, so her points have put you joint bottom uh, with Cam, uh, with Mark sorry uh, alphabetically so it's so you're, you're bottom Nathan alphabetically and Mark you're just a, above him so blame your dad for christening <laughs> your name Nathan and said that, you know, you well, I'm sure I should go on uh, it normally goes on second name I'm sure no, 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 I should be sure I which obviously means I'm top so you know that's I've what I've done 594 <laughs> points for me uh, Cammy's second on 414 and then Mark and Nathan both on 291 apiece uh, let's very quickly run through uh, your predictions then let's start off with uh, Nathan of course your bottom of the, of the table alphabetically so uh, I want your, your score your goal scorers it's going to sound bad but actually I don't fancy us Saturday okay I think we're going to lose so I'm going to go 2-1 defeat okay with goal scorer goal scorer will be Kane Hemmings okay so uh, well, what I'm going to do this week as well is to uh, I'm going to get you to send me your team selections privately to mix it up a little bit and, yeah. and yeah. add a bit of spice to it so uh, mark your result and your goal scorers please 2-1 Stags okay uh, I think Angle and Anderson uh, Cam I'm going to go opposite to Nathan 2-1 Stags okay and I think Rose and Hemmings I am going to go for a narrow 1-0 victory for us and I'm going to go for Alfie Potter to get on the score sheet once again uh, right then let's wrap things up with a connection question for this week I asked you earlier on the podcast who were the goal scorers as Mansfield Town beat Carlisle on the final day of the 2001-2002 season to seal promotion to what is now known as League One uh, Cam, how did you think you, you knew? None? None. Mark, you thought you knew? One. One. Nathan, you thought you knew? One, potentially two. Okay, yeah. uh, let's go for one, potentially two then, Nathan. Uh, one was Andy White. Yes. And uh, I'm between two players now, and it might not be either of them, but. Before I don't know. you do, was Andy White the one you were thinking, Mark, or no. not? Okay. Oh. So, all right, go, go for no. your <laughs> between two players then, and we'll see whether Mark's in the same ballpark. I don't know why, but I've got. Either Tom Curtis or Danny Bacon in my head. I don't know why. Okay, Mark, was, was either of those yeah, two players Danny, in your head? I had Danny Bacon in the head. Okay, well, you were both wrong. Oh. Uh, it, was, uh, the, it was in the quiz earlier as Wayne well. Wayne Corden. Yeah? Oh. yeah, it was Wayne Corden. Wayne Corden and Andy White. I've said it. Corden's scored a that. tremendous volley, I think, I seem to remember, from a corner. I did out to my mother. Both from corners, yeah, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they were, yeah. yeah. Them of the days, them of the days. Can't believe that's so long ago. So there you go. That wraps up the connection question for this weekend, gentlemen. Thank you very much. As the ultimate eleven. The ultimate 11 we're not doing the ultimate 11 this week alright we're mixing it up a little bit switch on well I mean it's, 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 to be on. fair it's probably always yeah. yeah. who has been uh, selected so far just to that, read that is a good point I'll tell you what just, just for Nathan's sake we will, we'll go through that I mean I swapped the ultimate eleven oh, for, yeah. the, for the for the quiz. Yeah. I think back, I mean the quiz was enjoyable. I thought you enjoyed the quiz. Oh yeah. <laughs> he wants more. Yeah, come on. Oh, yeah, he wants yeah. more. He just wants to be here all day, doesn't he? I mean, yeah. so you've got a car to go and yeah, buy. Come on, boy. <laughs> I've got a holiday to go on and and a bed to go and sleep in for a bit. I mean, yeah. I'm, off, I'm off work for a bit, so I want to go back to bed. <laughs> uh, right. Obviously, so far, I'm gonna scroll back through 
the tweets now because all I'm getting on, on the Mansfield Matters Twitter feed is a, conf- a conversation between him and his missus <laughs> <laughs> you say, oh sorry Nate she says uh, might not come and collect you later on sorry it's over <laughs> <laughs> the last bit was a bit of a lie but yeah she's, she's tweeted you and put this two hours ago I don't know if you've seen it or not I might not I might not come then you can't collect it yeah, we're having a bit of a bit of a tiff on there about collecting the car that's all so uh <laughs> Oh, can you right. do these things in, in, in private, please? It's just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, so far, then, obviously, in the Ultimate Eleven, we have got uh, Alan Merritt in goal, and I think it's Alex Baptiste was voted in yeah. at right yeah, back. This choice. week, we were uh, voting for the uh, the first in the uh, the Ultimate Eleven uh, vote, uh, which was the first centre-back. And I'm just trying to find where the poll's gone. It's seemingly disappeared. Oh, there it is. Uh, the choices were Kevin Bird, John Dempster... Luke Jones and A another where we asked you to, to tweet us your, your comments uh, I can tell you at the moment the voting is still open for now we'll put the winner we'll announce the winner on Twitter later on in the week uh, at the moment A another is on 13% uh, Luke Jones is on 37% John Dempster is on 3% and Kevin Bird leads the way on 47% the Ultimate yeah. 11 will return in a future podcast we'll alternate between that yeah. and uh, the quiz of course we're looking for a centre back in the next one but that is it for this week's podcast uh, thank you very much for joining us once again we'll hopefully be back at the same time next week uh, but it might actually be in two weeks time when, we, when, we, when we're back again uh, mainly because the Tour of Britain is in Mansfield next, uh, next Wednesday so some of us are on a very long shift to, to sort that one out so we'll try and sort something out hopefully we'll be back with you next week if not we'll see you the week after to catch up on all the latest going off uh, from Mansfield, Tennessee but thank you very much for joining us in what has been a, a really quiet and quite relaxing uh, Berry Hill Park this week my thanks to Cam Felton my thanks to Mark Plum and to Nathan Edge and his medal uh, from me Mark, Nathan and Cam thank you very much for listening and a shout out to the Radfords as well thank you very much for your kind comments on Twitter and to Mark as well <laughs> Uh, yesterday at the game really much do appreciate those keep sharing the podcast keep tweeting us at MTFC Matters get on facebook.com forward slash MTFC Matters or email mtfcmatters at gmail.com to have your say on your team why? well because Mansfield matters goodbye away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.